responsibly. Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 Yes, welcome to Mobile Rolling. Uh, Of course, each and every Monday we talk harness racing here in South Australia and there's been lots happening over the last week and a half. Uh, We had the Italian Cup here on Saturday night and uh, what a fantastic night it was. We'll talk more about that later on in the news segment, but uh, it was a fantastic crowd and there was a buzz, a real buzz around harness racing on Saturday night at Globe Derby. There were people everywhere out in the lawn and having dinner and uh, it was like the old days. It really was there at Globe Derby on Saturday night. So congratulations to all involved to put on a fantastic night. And of course, the feature race was the uh, 2023 Fashions on the Field Italian Cup and I think many of us thought that Jaws of Lincoln was clearly the one to beat, but, uh, well, he was upstaged by Sir Lucas, who won the event, and it was driven by Tiana McMahon, who is about to join us on Mobile Rolling. Uh, Tiana, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Very good. How are you? It must have been a really exciting uh, night, Saturday night, winning the feature race there with Sir Lucas. Yeah, I'm still buzzing. I um, I can't believe it. Uh, he's, he's such a lovely horse, and he, he really deserved that. Yeah, he did. And um, I guess just watching the replay after the event, uh, it was such a tactical drive from yourself because you sort of made Jaws of Lincoln just work a little bit before he was able to get over. Was that was that the aim to try and clear the inside horse and just, just make Jaws of Lincoln have to work that little bit early? Um, honestly, I, I didn't know whether we could cross uh, Celestial Gossip. Um, I know it's got good gait speed and I watched a lot of its replays from back in Victoria. Um, so I was a bit weary about that, um, but I, I put uh, Lucas's head on the mobile and, and clicked him up and we, we were going to cross it no matter what. He was um, ready to go. So I thought, well, you know what? There's no good George Lincoln just crossing us. We've got to make it do a little bit of work and, yeah, end up paying out. Yeah, because Jaws of Lincoln was second up from a spell and you probably that last 100 or 200 metres was always going to be the concern with him was whether he was 100% wound up for that race. He'd, he'd obviously won the week before. So take us through the race here, um, Tiana. You've, you've got across, you've taken hold, you've taken the sit behind Jaws of Lincoln. Now, at what stage of the race did you feel you were right in this and you had a great chance of running him down? Um probably between the 450 and the 500 I was still really travelling and George Lincoln sort of hadn't got away and um, Culture King was obviously coming three wide and um, we, well, I was still bolting and I thought far out we're, we're really in this um, it was just a matter of sort of getting down into the sprint lane and and um, hopefully we had enough to go past him mm-hmm. and he was sort of the forgotten horse in the race because you look back through his record he's had what 41 starts and 14 wins and He's, I think he's won just over 60, well, maybe nearly $70,000 now. And he, I guess that last run where he ran last behind Jaws of Lincoln, everyone sort of just, you know, threw that out the window and said, no, he can't win. But if you go on his run two starts ago where he defeated Clarendon Envoy and Culture King, he was so good that night. Yeah, look, like his last run was actually quite good. They've gone 54-8 around Derby. Like that doesn't happen very often. And we'd drawn bad and I just thought, Sort of elected to to try and look after him a bit, um, knowing that we just couldn't get into it from you know drawing six. 
Um, and, you know, he, he actually did hit the line okay. Um, and his run before that was was very good considering we missed away from the stand and, you know, we made up a lot of ground. Mm. Was um, was Clinton obviously before the race? Was he was he very confident in in winning the Italian Cup? Or was he? Is that, I, I don't know Clinton personally. Tiana is is he a very positive sort of person? Um, yeah, he's quite positive, and we we always thought that if we could get on George Lincoln's back, that um, you know we we'd give it a nice show. We weren't sure if we could beat it, but we weren't certainly sure. Like we were certainly um, confident we could we could make it a nice race. Um, mm. It's just a matter of getting there. Yeah. Now. Is that one of the biggest thrills in your driving career? I know you've been, only been driving a short time. I know you started in Victoria, but um, since you've been in South Australia, one of your major thrills? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially just having a crowd back at Globe Derby mm. like that was just, you know, I could hear them at the top of the straight. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you as a driver. Obviously, you know, most Saturday nights is normally only, you know, maybe 100 or 200 people there. Um, on Saturday night just gone, even calling the race upstairs, the atmosphere, the people out the front were right involved. And, and obviously as a driver, you can hear that turning into the home straight, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of as I, as I sort of got to the straight, I could just hear the whole crowd roaring. And it was it was just, it was nice to have that um, again. Like, mm. it's ha- ha- you, don't, you don't have crowds at the trots like that very often at all and um especially now and it was just yeah it was fantastic yeah i think it's like that with most codes at the moment it's it, you struggle to get a crowd to the track unless it's a, a big meeting and it's and it's well uh, you know publicized in social media etc you, you struggle to get a crowd to any sort of event these days so that was great to see a crowd out there now what's the plan with sir lucas will he go around and contest some of these country cups um, yeah, I think that's what uh, Clinton would like to do, um, providing he stays sound. He's, um, he's obviously, he's done three tendons, so, mm-hmm. oh, he's done his tendon three times, so it's that's why he's sort of um, had time off and whatever, so he's, ho- he's really hoping to, to be able to contest the Cups. And today, of course, that was Saturday night, you had a great night there, but today you've only got the one drive I see at Globe Derby, and that's uh, Grin for a Win, race four, number four. And what can you tell us about her? She's obviously favourite for the race. Uh, are you confident with her? Um, yeah, she she's been going really well. Ben Lodes, uh does a super job with his horses. Um, the draw is probably a little bit tricky, but uh, I think she's the best horse in the race and should go close. Yeah. So obviously, you're expecting I'm the mighty Judd to sort of push out and find the lead. You, you would be having a crack for the lead yourself. Um, I think we'll be able to come out. I don't think we'll be able to cross on the Mighty Judd. Um, Indy's approval also has a bit of gate speed as well. So, I mean, they'll probably be looking to, to drive it very positively as well. Mm. And are you enjoying your time here in South Australia, Tiana? Yeah, yeah, I love the lifestyle here. Yeah, yeah. And when did you come over? Was it in 2019 or just prior to that? I uh, come over in 2018, yeah. 2018, yeah, okay. And obviously things are going well at the moment with the driving side of things and everything else you got going off the track as well is going well? Yeah, um, things aren't too bad. Um, we'll have, have a few more at the races soon, so that, that'll be good. Yeah, okay. Well, congratulations, Tiana, on Saturday night. It was a, a real thrill, and I guess, you know, it was a tactical drive, and, and looking back after the race, you know, that the horse obviously won the race, Sir Lucas, but it was a terrific drive from yourself to put him in that position, and uh, congratulations, and uh, hopefully you can get a few more winners over the next few weeks. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
Thanks, Tiana. Tiana McMahon there, our first guest on Wednesday, on uh, Mobile Rolling, I should say, and that, of course, is uh, in, rega- in regards to Saturday night, the Italian Cup. It was a wonderful night, and uh, and as Tiana mentioned, the crowd was, was a big, big crowd there. The restaurant was sold out, and there was a lot of activities going out on the grass out the middle, and, of course, we had uh, a band playing there on Saturday night. So it was sort of back... Yeah, you go back 10 or 15 years ago and you saw these sort of crowds at racetracks. And, and as the point I was pointing out there to Tiana is it is hard to get a crowd to racetracks these days and whatever event you're having. And uh, your, your major nights are the ones you really need to get people out on course and, and, and give them a great experience, of course, in all different codes of racing. And, and I think everybody out there on Saturday night who were having a bet and enjoying the activities on track certainly enjoyed themselves. And, and there was a big thrill there when uh, Sir Lucas was able to win the uh, the Italian Cup. Now, our next guest on uh, Mobile Rolling is uh, Paul Cavallaro. And, and Paul's been kind enough to give us some of his time this morning. Um, good morning to you, Paul. Yeah, good, thanks, Tim. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. An exciting night there on Saturday night. Were, were you trackside? I, I wasn't too sure if you were there or not. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't wouldn't miss Italian Cup night. It's a it's a big race every year, and um, yeah, massive crowd there the other night. It was mm. actually good to be involved. Yeah, I was just chatting to Tiana about that. The drivers certainly can hear the noise as they come into the home straight, but it was a big thrill, a big crowd. I went down a number of times and saw how many people there on course, and it just shows that. Uh, when, when things are advertised and you get a good, you know, amount of racing going on on the night, some good horses out there, you can you can pull a crack globe, Debbie, can't you, Paul? Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great setting out there, and um, yeah, if you do, I mean, they did a great job this for this mm. year's um, Italian Cup for sure. Like I haven't seen a crowd like that at the, at the races for well, I can't remember to be honest. Mm. Um, but it, it was certainly a good feeling, and yeah, I know my sister Angela said she could hear hear the crowd up the home straight. So, yeah, you've got to have a, a lot of people there to be able to hear that when you're, when you're in a race coming up to a tight finish, for sure. Yeah, no, it was great to see. Now, your horse, of course, won the, the Fred Jones Trotters Cup, Uncle Louie, who had been going really well. He's a lovely-looking horse, Paul. I looked at him before the race and his warm-ups, and he's a beautiful-looking horse. How did you get mm. this horse, Uncle Louie? Uh, well, I, I saw him... Um, I, I get emails from, from, you know, from agents from time to time, and he was advertised for sale, um, but he was also, uh, they said, you know, if they were open to uh, working out a deal, you know, if, I, mm. if somebody paid to bring him out to Australia. And I, I sent um, the guy a message straight away because I looked at his form and I, I quite liked him. Mm. And uh, I said, you know, would they be interested in, in doing a deal and sending him to Adelaide? And the guy said, well, I don't see why not. He said, I'll get back to you. And, yeah, mm. it was funny because... Um, the, one of the one of the chaps that owns him, Neil Monroe, uh, my father had a horse, or raced a horse with him years and years ago, and I wasn't aware of that. But yeah, no, it was funny mm. how it all sort of worked out. Yeah, and, and obviously Saturday night was a step up in class for him. He'd been winning sort of those Monday races and the occasional Saturday, but he, mm. he'd been going well. How confident were you leading into that race? Because I think he started at around eight or nine dollars, so he wasn't he wasn't one of the top two or three picks. But his form suggested he'd been going well. Yeah, well, I actually had um, my farrier out here on the day, and I said to him, "Is is, is Uncle Louie scratched or something?" I said because he's uh, nobody's mentioned him. I said no. he was about, I think he was about twenty to one on one of the one of the mm. betting apps, and I, I I couldn't really believe it. I thought he, I, I said to him, I thought he'd be favourite or second favourite with his, with his form. Mm. He'd been racing really well, um, mm. uh, and even a couple of his trials, like I know it was a step up against the better horses, but he'd trialled a couple of times against paces and. And and done really well. Like he'd run 
ran his last mile in sub two minutes on a couple of occasions. So I knew he was up to it. Um, mm. But it was, yeah, it certainly was a step up. CK Spur is a, is a, a lovely horse. And um, I know he was off 60, but he, I know he's a really good beginner. And Ryan mm. gets them away really well. So I knew he'd be there pretty, pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, I thought he was up to it, you know. Mm. Um, he's a he's a horse that I've called here a number of times now, and he's pretty much foolproof. He, he doesn't normally gallop, does he, Paul? He doesn't. He did a couple of couple of probably four starts ago in a mobile, and um, Samantha Pascoe drove him that day, and, mm. and she said he was just in a foul mood. And I've never really seen him like that, um, mm. but something really got under his under his bonnet that day and I, I don't know what it was but he was in a foul mood and he, he broke a couple of times even once in the running which he doesn't like I've only got a small 550 metre track and he gets around that no worries so I don't mm. know what it was that day but normally he, he is pretty foolproof and, and that's mm. probably one of the reasons why I decided to, to chase him because I that's that's what I'd seen of him in New Zealand I thought he, mm. he's the perfect sort of horse for here he's got speed he can stay and he's got good manners but um yeah, his uh, his last three starts from the stand, he's actually stepped really, really well, and uh, seems to be getting better with that. Yeah, and, and you know that you would have spoke to Angie after the race. When did when did she feel she had the race covered? You know, she moved up at the top of the home straight. She was probably still eight or nine metres off the leader, but he had the momentum up, and he, and Millie's Magic's a, a fair horse too, so she's hard to get past. Oh, she is definitely. Um, Probably going down the back straight, I was I was a little bit concerned when Zigzag Zoo had sort of got such a big break, and he was he, he was still travelling pretty well, and I know he's got a good finish. He does get to the line uh, really strongly. He puts in, and uh, coming around the bend, I saw Angela pull the earplugs, and I thought, oh, you know, probably at the three hundred, and I thought oh, he started to make some ground. I thought, oh, he's a chance, but. Um, Angela, I didn't really speak to her. I, I don't think she really knew until she got probably five yards from the line she was going to get there, to be honest. But he did have a fair uh, head of steam up turning into the straight, that's for sure. Mm. And now, is his target to, to target some of these trotting uh, country cups on the way through? Yeah, for sure. That's um, that's really probably one of the main reasons when I got him. I thought I would target those sort of races with him. And, um, yeah, hopefully they don't re-handicap him because uh, I thought he was fairly harshly handicapped on Saturday to be honest I, I thought he was probably probably should have got 10 metres but uh, doesn't, you know he got 20 and, he, and he's won it so I suppose um, I can't say too much but um, on his record and his um, class I still think he was a little bit hardly handicapped yeah. But, uh, yeah that's what I'm that's what we're aiming at meeting for sure all right. And the other horse you had in on Saturday night, I, I must admit, in the uh, in the Italian Cup, um, Culture King, that was one of the best runs we've seen from him for a long time. Yeah, it was. He's he's been working up to it. He's a, look. He's a horse that we've had so many problems with over the years. He, he's he's nearly died. He's um, hurt his stifle. He's done all sorts of things to himself. And he was probably it was nearly four years to the day that we had that fall in the Derby as mm, well. Yeah. And. Um, you know, he's had so many issues, the poor bugger, and, and, and probably one of the, the nicest horses that you, even though he's a stallion and he's quite noisy, he's, mm. a, he's a big gentle giant. And um, But he had been working up to it. We changed his work probably oh, six or seven weeks ago now, and um, mm. it seems to be agreeing with him. And he was always quite fat, and we've trimmed him up a little bit, and I think it's done him the world of good. And, yeah, he's... Last probably three or four runs, he's been pretty unlucky, really. He got, yeah. I know he'd been beaten 20 metres to start before, but he never really got out to the top of the straight. Was, on the line, was getting home as good as anything. 
Mm. Um, I think the run before that, he ran the fastest last half in the race. He ran only 56-something. And, mm. you know, his form's been good without sort of standing out. And, we, yeah, I was actually surprised he ran so well doing it so mm. hard the other night, to be mm. honest. He, he was entitled to probably drop out halfway around the bend, but he, he has got a ticker. He does try, and um, he really dug in up the straight for us. So I was really proud of, of what he did. Yeah, what's his best position? Is it up riding the speed or is it is it sort of with cover and sort of get at them late? Well, up on the speed probably. Well, that's how mm. it used to be when he was when he was in his heyday, like when he was going really well. Um, mm. But, um, look, I think he's pretty versatile now. He, he showed a good turn of foot the other night when he sort of zapped up to him down the back straight. And I know in, probably in front would be ideal for him, but... Mm. Um, Look, he, he's pretty versatile. He just uh, doesn't have much luck with the draws and that, so you don't really get a chance to show it all the time. But no, um, no I think he, I think he can sort of, if he can hold that form now, um, he'll be competitive in whatever he goes in. Yeah, how many horses in the team at the moment, Paul? I've got six in work at the moment, and a couple getting jogged up. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's enough for me. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, congratulations on Saturday night. We'll follow Culture King and Uncle Louis with some interest over the coming weeks. Well, thank you very much for the interest. No worries. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for your time. Bye.